for this excellent day. And thank you, Jesus, for this podcast that we get to be on today. My name is Seth. (laughs) Why are you introducing yourself, bro? My name is Carl. We always introduce ourselves. I know. Anyways. Um, yeah, welcome to the Bread and Wine Podcast. Welcome. We are delighted that you're here. And wherever you're listening, maybe somebody's listening to this like five years from now. And it's 2028. Welcome. Welcome. Uh, we're in 2023 right now. But we're glad that you're here still. And uh, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the words of God will never pass away, right? So his words are eternal. Hallelujah. Um, we're, we're talking about uh, a really central theme in the scriptures today. Central theme to the entirety of the Bible. Um, and that theme is suffering and perseverance through suffering and enduring through trials. Um, even Jesus said, uh, in this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. Uh, so all, all throughout scriptures, we're going to go go through some stories and passages on this, but um, there is this calling to be conquerors of the world by enduring trials and enduring persecutions and enduring tribulations and coming on the other side of that as a victor because our victory has been won. Our victory has been paid in full, but we do have to persevere in faith uh, through those things. And so uh, today we hope that as we talk about these things, you are prepared and equipped uh, to go through the fiery trials that um, will come to your life may come to your life, may already be going through your life right now, or maybe already come through them and give you a chance uh, to be built up, encouraged, um, and also thankful for what you've already come through. Um, but yeah, that that topic is very essential to the entirety of the scriptures. Uh, what, what's coming to your head right now, Carl, on this topic? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I guess a couple of things, like when we read about suffering in the biblical context, we, we read stories of great great men of faith, great women of faith who have endured, you know, physical and bodily harm and um, persecution and um, many even giving their lives even unto death. And um, I just, I'm remembering like when I first came to the Lord, reading stories about faith like that and just being like, whoa, God, like, I don't know if I'm there. Like, I don't know if my faith is there right now, Lord. Like, I just, I just got here, right? I just showed up to the kingdom. Mm -hmm. I just finally decided to say yes. And Um, To be honest, like the Lord really used those examples to stir my affections for him because what I realized was like, if these people are willing to lay their lives down, like if Paul can confidently say um, to live as Christ, to die as gain, then like he knows something and he's received a revelation that I haven't yet. And so in the beginning of my faith, a few years ago, when I started following the Lord, it was like, I was just constantly in this pursuit of, of like, okay, Lord, like I've got to level up to the point of like, you know, being a martyr basically. And I'm not saying that that's, that's, you know, (laughs) what you should do. I'm not saying that that was like the right thing to do, but I do think that, um, part of the call to follow the Lord is to give our lives even unto death, right? Like by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony and not loving our lives unto death. This is how we overcome the evil one. Um, but, but I guess the, the reason I mentioned that is because the sufferings that, um, 
I've gone through in my own personal life have not looked anything like the things I've read about in scripture. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, there's sufferings that, that we go through and we, you know, classify as sufferings here, you know, in America or in a place that we haven't yet, you know, um, fully, I guess, entered into like heavy, heavy persecution with. Um, so it can just look a lot different, you know, and there's nothing wrong with either one. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just different. Right. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Like what are some of the, what are some of the things that, um, you've suffered through with the Lord that you can, you know, say like on the other side of that, um, you know, my faith was stronger or the Lord taught me something through then, I guess, you know? That, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think this theme in the scriptures is, it's going to be different for every culture as to how much we understand it. Uh, Cause in America, everything is provided for. We have everything we, you know, quote unquote need. Um, we're not persecuted by the government officials. We're not persecuted by our families or friends for believing that because it's culturally accepted. It's the norm in most cases. And in, in our area, maybe if you go, you know, to some, some places it's not. Um, but, you know, if you go to the Middle East and you're following Jesus, these, these types of persecutions are much easier to identify with to say, endure till the end. Wow, like I'm having to endure death threats. I'm having to endure uh, people compromising to kill my family or, you know, life or death situations. And I'm hearing these words, Jesus is saying, endure till the end, endure till the end, be a conqueror. Like that makes sense in that scenario. But for us over here, maybe it's like, what does that mean? Or how do I, how do I identify with that? How do I prepare myself for something like mm. that? Um, if that is coming, which supposedly, uh, as the scriptures say, there is a, a time where persecutions are coming. Um, and the antichrist will, um, it says in the scriptures that he will kill Christians. And it even says that the love of many will grow cold. Yeah. And many, even the elect, even those following Jesus, many will turn away because their love has grown cold. And so um, this is a prominent theme that that we really need to be prepared for. Um, And so back to your question, though, I think the sufferings that um, we endure now are (laughs) suffering temptation. Uh, There's temptations that enter our life every single day, and we can choose to suffer and embrace uh, obedience to Jesus in those moments and say, this temptation is literally causing me pain. Like I want it so bad. Like I want this thing so bad. Like the sexual temptation is causing me pain, but I'm going to endure through it. I'm going to overcome it. I'm going to conquer it. Amen. Come out of the other end. Um, those types of sufferings, like we, we have to suffer every single day, uh, like that. Um, but I also think that suffering is, um, something greater than, than even just a spiritual suffering, like physical suffering. Uh, what what kind of physical sufferings are we going to endure for Christ? Right. Are, are we going to waver? Are we going to yeah. waver in those moments? Are we going to stand firm? Amen. Yeah, and, and that, that verse you're talking about, uh, about how in the end, like the love of many will grow cold. Um, and I, I know I was talking earlier just about like, you know, the, those characters in the faith, right? Like Paul and... and uh, Peter and all the apostles that that gave their lives for this. Um, one thing I feel like I realized early on that that the Lord just showed me was like, if I don't have a constant fire in my heart burning for Him, like if I don't, if I'm not hot 
you know, if I'm not burning hot, then when those days do come, which they will, like, it's not like a, maybe they'll come, maybe they won't. It's like when the day of persecution comes and people are being dragged out of their homes or they're being arrested and put into prison or even killed. If I don't have a fire inside of me burning, my love would grow cold. But like, I just, right. Like I choose to say no to that, even that ideation, like, I have to keep this fire inside of me burning. I have to stay in family. I have to stay in community. I can't isolate. There's that There's that like picture I think I've heard a lot of people say where like if you take a hot burning coal out of a fire and remove it to the side and take it out of the burning fire, like the coal is going to get cold. It's going to, you know, burn out. But if you keep that coal in with the fire and with the flames, like it's going to stay burning hot, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's a great picture of like the living stones that we are, like we're the living stones connected to the cornerstone. And so I think that family is a huge part of like us being able to do this, bro. Like we can't, we can't endure to the end. We can't stay burning hot. We can't endure suffering without each other. Like mm-hmm. if I have to endure suffering by myself, I'm going to cave, Right. but I don't have to endure suffering by myself because he's brought me into his kingdom. Like we're one body right like um when me and Derek take communion together at the crib because we love to take communion together at the crib shout out Derek yeah um it's because we're one body partaking of his body and we can't do it alone we have to do it together um yeah the sufferings like you're saying are much different um culturally I feel like today, like my suffering is like suffering the reality that maybe not everybody's going to like me or like (laughs) maybe I won't be friends with everybody. I mean, that's true. And like, I mean, it's real. It is. It is for me. Right. And and shame and guilt try to be like, are you kidding me? Like that's your suffering. Yeah. Like that's, that's really all I can say. Right. And God's not surprised with that. And he's not like ashamed of me because that's my reality. He's like, I love you. I'm with you. And even in that, you know, um, and we just continue to fan the flame of love with within us. And then whenever he calls us to do whatever he calls us to, we're able to say yes, you know? Mm. Um, so yeah, I mean, our sufferings are certainly a lot different, you know? Yeah. There's a good example of, of this exact topic in the scriptures, um, specifically about family and how family helps you overcome fears and helps you persevere helps you endure helps you keep going um this is why we're we're always we're always on the topic of family on these podcasts because um really family is it's how we do it like most of the scriptures the the commands in there are plural commands y'all if you're down in the south it's not just you individually and in america we we like to make the bible individual to our own needs and personal uses and everything and and most of these commands are y'all um y'all need to do this yeah not you and so this is a this is a theme that we struggle with in america even more to say i'm with my family doing this i have people that are going to go through through this with me um but here's the example in the scriptures jesus actually created the first like really really strong spiritual family that's centered around him right the disciples the 12 disciples they were a family centered around following and obeying Jesus. And so something happens. Lazarus, Jesus, and the disciples' friend, he dies. And they had just come from Jerusalem where, uh, you know, 
Pharisees and other religious authorities were trying to kill Jesus, and um, they didn't like Jesus, so they they were coming out of Jerusalem. And Jesus looks at his disciples and is like, "Hey, we got to go back. Lazarus is dead, and I got to raise him from the dead." <laughs> and his disciples are like, "Wait a second, we just came from there, and they tried to kill us, and you want to go back? What are you talking about, Jesus?" And so I can picture the disciples kind of huddling up here in a moment. And Jesus is like, all right, I'll see you all there. <laughs> and he's just taking off. And they're like, wait a second, wait a second. <laughs> I can imagine them kind of huddling up and be like, what are we going to do, boys? Like, what are we going to do? Girls and gals, probably some females with them too. Um, Thomas, he says this in the scriptures. Thomas uh, said to his fellow disciples, let's go too so that we may die with him. Wow. <laughs> This dude stepped up and said, you know what? We've been following Jesus this long. We faced all kinds of other things. Jesus wants to go to Jerusalem, and he wants us to go with him. Let's go die with him. Assuming that they're going to die, they all go. And then they get to witness one of the most amazing miracles that Jesus ever performs and raising Lazarus from the dead four days you know, after he's already been dead. And it was because one one of the guys in the family said, let's do it. Let's do it. And I'm sitting here thinking, would they have gone if he doesn't step up and say that? Would they have stayed back? Would they have quit following Jesus because it was too much for their life? You know, um, but they did. They went and it was because of the family they had that said, yes, Whoa. we're going to risk our lives for this. Um, so that's how important it is to have family to go through with this. And, you know, the scriptures even say, confess your sins to one another. You'll be healed. Like, this is this is what family is for. This is how we overcome the trials and tribulations, the fiery ordeals that the Bible speaks of is with each other. Um, that's the only way. Like, it's the only way. That's it. Wow. Bro, that, <clears throat> that part of the story, I'm still getting rocked by it, but... They perceived death in that situation with Lazarus. Thomas perceived death, but Jesus had life prepared for them to experience. Mm. <laughs> like how many times do we perceive something is going to be horrible or like deadly or whatever? Mm. And then the Lord actually flips it on his head. Um, I'm remembering like confessing your sins, therefore to one another and pray for one another that you might be healed. Like sometimes that feels really scary and intimidating and feels like dying, but it produces life. Just kind of a side thought, but really, really profound to me how they perceived one thing. And even when the Lord saw their perception, um, yeah, he, he went and, uh, brought, brought life to Lazarus where, where Lazarus was dead. It's just amazing. Mm. I love when Jesus flips things on their head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. And so that that's one kind of suffering that uh, the Lord wants us to, to be together in and wants us to be with him in. But uh, I, I think maybe the other side of this is trials and tribulations that we face that aren't necessarily for the sake of Christ. And, and this is just going to kind of the crappy situations of life. Oh my God. Your car breaks down. Hey. Uh, your house gets flooded. Uh, your husband cheats on you. Um, these things that just happen and, and you, you're kind of left to look at God. You're like, 
what is happening right now? Like, God, where are you? Where are you? Like, are you doing this to me? Like, what's happening? Like, I'm, all this stuff is hitting the fan. Like, what's going on with my life right now? And the, these aren't, this isn't persecution, like, for the sake of Christ. These are just situations in life that happen to us. And, like, somebody dies that you loved. Like, what do you do in these situations? How do you handle them? Jesus, where are you? And a lot of people, they turn away from God in these moments. Right. They say, why did you do this, God? Why did this happen? Why did you make this happen? It's like, that's not the right response. Yeah, that's a, it's almost like a victim mentality. What you're describing is like, why is this happening to me? Mm. Mm, me, me, me. And um, that victim like mentality is something I feel like that that the Lord has, has delivered me from and continues to do so more and more. Um, yeah, we, we're not victims. We're overcomers, right? And little situations like that are irrelevant to you know, how much God loves us and how much he has prepared for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. Like just because my car breaks down doesn't mean all of a sudden God's not good. Like <laughs> speaking of this car, Carl's car is currently break, broken down right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but you said that you have a grace for these types of situations. So maybe enlighten us on the type of grace that you carry for these situations and that, that we would be able to better handle them. Yeah. I mean, it just doesn't matter. <laughs> it's the truth. <laughs> like, it's okay. Like I remember I pulled in yesterday to see Jesus revolution with um, a brother and a sister, um, in the Lord and uh, some really great friends. And, um, yeah, I put my car into park, but it didn't go into park. Like it stayed in drive. And, and then I'm like, okay, like that's weird. And then I realized like my car is stuck here. Like I can't, do that but like literally because of family i wasn't alone even in that situation like my friends austin and jesse were on their way to come meet with me to have dinner i was like okay well they'll be here soon and then you know whenever they get here um, i'm sure they would be willing to take me home tonight and then from there i suppose we can just figure it out tomorrow you know i mean i'll just tell my boss that like my car is not working right now and then I'm working on a solution. It's not like I'm just going to sit on my hands and like, be like, oh, darn it. My car is broken. Shoot. Mm. I guess I'll just give up. It's like, I'm not going to do that. So, okay. So if I'm not going to do that, then what am I going to do? Like, we'll, we'll go check out the car after this podcast, after we enjoy some lunch together as a family. Hallelujah. And then I'll, I'll figure it out. But yeah. ultimately God has it covered. Like he knows he knows what we need. Yeah. The birds don't worry about what they're going to eat. Why am I going to worry about like a car? Mm. Like it's, it's fine. It mm. really is. It's going to be totally fine. So I guess just, just don't give situations or circumstances too much authority over your life. Like my car doesn't have authority over my life. Like mm. my ability to drive around right now today does not have authority over my life. Jesus has authority over my life and he's the King of all Kings. He's the Lord of all Lords. And, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Like, yeah. If 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 you know, the Lord has a new car. He has a new car. If he has repairs, he has a repair. If he wants me to um, ride my moped all the way from here to, that's just a joke. I used to ride around a moped a lot uh, uh-huh. before the Lord. But I'm just saying, God has it covered. Whatever circumstance, whatever situation, um, I don't know. Just trust in the Lord, right? Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make your paths straight. Amen. Hallelujah.
I had a funny situation happen to me this morning. It's, it's always whatever topic we're going to be talking about next week or whatever for the podcast. It seems like we always find ourselves in the situation of what we're talking about. Um, and this is a small one, but it's still cool. Uh, I am currently renovating an Airstream camper to put on Airbnb. Come stay in it. But I've gotten to the point today where I just got completely just frustrated, like just mad at the situation. Like I'm throwing wrenches around and <laughs> banging wrenches on on stuff. And it's just like it. And I, I had to, you know, kind of take a second and say, let me get my cool. And I walked over, sat on the deck, and I was like, Lord, I'm kind of at my wit's end right now trying to get this stove and furnace to work. I need your help. I need I need you to speak to me. I need your help right now. Will you just help me? And I kid you not, 30 seconds later, I get a call from my parents. And they said, hey, um, how you doing? We, we just felt like we, we should pay for uh, – a airstream mechanic guy to come finish up the stove and, and the furnace for you. Like we just want to do that for you. I was like, what? <laughs> like literally thirty seconds into this prayer, and the Lord's like, boop. And it was because I turned to Him, and I, I could have went in there and acted wow. a fool and tried to, you know, force things to happen that I just don't have the knowledge for or make things happen. And probably would have you know, messed it up even worse. But in that moment I said, let me turn to the Lord. And that's an area I've been trying to grow in, not, not getting angry, not getting upset at things and acting a wow. fool and throwing a tantrum. But, um, just back to the point of whenever S hits the fan, will you turn to the Lord or will you get mad at him? Wow. Cause really those are, those are two options that I see the most. Wow. Lord, you're doing this to me. Why are you doing this to me? But he's looking at you saying, yeah, um, this is for your growth. If you'll turn to me, it's good. I'll tell you how to get out of it and love you all. Like love (laughs) you all the way through it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's fun to watch him provide. It's like, but like you said, it goes back to that trust. Like, do you trust him? Do you trust him to take care? Like you trust him with your car, right? Like that's it. I do. Yeah. I trust him really, really much. So as provider, I do, um, to, to provide what I need. And I think my parents, you know, helped me see that side of God when I was a kid. And I'm very grateful to them for that. You know, um, there's other, you know, sides of God's face and characteristics that he's revealing to me now through other people. Um, he's putting in my life now. In fact, everybody that's in my life right now that I spend time around, God's put them around me to, um, show me different sides of his character in his face. I, I've been talking about that a lot recently with friends, but, Basically, I'm like, God, show me, show me, you know, this part of yourself, right? Your goodness or your kindness or your gentleness or your patience or your mercy. And then he'll put a son or a daughter around me who understand him in that way. Because if we're ambassadors for the king and we we are made in his image, then we get to display different sides of his character and his face Mm. to each other, you see. And so that's just been a really cool gift. And um, also just, (laughs) I love that story about, how he answered that prayer so fast. I, I was just thinking about how like as such a good father, he lets us like, he lets us like do things on our own in a sense, mm-hmm. not that we're alone, but that like you, you, you put in as much effort as you could to get that stove to work and get that airstream up to par. 
and it's like you get to the end of yourself and then enter into the love of your father and his provision, you know. I just love how he lets us, you know, grow like that too. It's so good, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Hallelujah. I was reading uh, James 1, uh, which really talks about all this. So I'm going to read a, a couple of scriptures on this. Um, and this is really all about uh, your faith being tested. It says, Consider it great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Let endurance have its full effect, so that you may mature and complete, mm. lacking nothing. Mm. And then it says, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives to all generously and ungrudgingly, and it will be given to you. Ask in faith without doubting. Um, so these trials and storms that hit us, like they are meant to mature us. And honestly, if, if you want to see how mature someone is in Christ, see how they react in a crappy situation of life. See where their faith is when they're at their lowest. See what they're turning to when they're at their lowest. And that'll tell you, that'll tell you where they're at. And you can even take a look at yourself. When, when, when stuff happens that is not good in your life. What do you turn to in that moment? Do some self-reflection. Do you turn to a vape pen when stuff goes bad? Do you turn to the bottle? Do you turn to vegging out on media or TV? Or do you turn to shopping? What do you turn to when S hits the fan? That'll tell you what you're following. That'll tell you what you're putting your trust and faith in. And the beautiful thing about this is it says, if you lack wisdom on what to do in a situation, ask. Ask, and it will be given to you. Believe that it will be given to you, and it will. God has wisdom. And whatever situation of life you find yourself in, that it's like, what do I do? This is awful, Lord. What do I do? My house burnt down. My... You know, my cat died that I love my, you know, whatever. Ask the Lord and he will give you wisdom on what to do. It really is that simple. It really is that simple. And it's hard. It may be like walk through a bed of glass. <laughs> and you're like, what? It's like, yep. You'll be good. I'll be with It'll you. It'll feel like that. <laughs> yeah. But that it's worth it at the end. Mm. You got anything else? No, mm. I'm just I'm just floored by James one. Mm. It says that we get to count it all joy, so that when 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 my car doesn't work anymore, I can immediately rejoice. When my house burdens down, I can immediately rejoice. When that relationship doesn't work out, I can immediately rejoice. When my expectations and people aren't met, I can immediately rejoice because all those things can feel like trials. But but the word says that it's producing steadfastness. The word says that we're going to be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing. The word says that we can literally ask God for his wisdom. The God who spoke all things into existence with no blueprint or 
reference point. We can ask him for his wisdom and that he gives it generous, generously to all without reproach. Mm. Hmm. So regardless of what trial we go through or what we have to suffer through, we can smile like <laughs> we can smile like um, sons of God mm. and we can count it all joy and we can experience that together and he'll teach us all at the same time. Yeah. Like we're going to go mess with this car in a little bit and we'll all be wiser. Yeah. That's true. Period. It's yeah. factual information. Amen. Yeah, it's so I I'll leave us with this um just to end. The <laughs> dog and the, the corgi. corgi dude. <laughs> What's Tell his name? How. Mr. Bibbles. Bibbles. <laughs> Dog's name is Mr. Bibbles, bro. How's he always on the outro, too, for the last two weeks? Always. Awesome. Anyway, bless the Corgi, Lord. Bless the Corgi, Lord. Uh, James 5. We'll wrap it up to James 5. This this whole passage is about waiting on the Lord and for his return. The reason that we can endure is because we have a hope set before us. We have a hope set before us that the king is going to return in glory. And everything will be made right again. There will be no sorrow. There will be no pain. There will be only joy. Uh, and he will light up the world as if he is the sun, the S-O-N. But he's also the S-U-N because he literally lights up the world. That's what it says in Revelation. Um, but it says, brothers and sisters, take the prophets who spoke in the Lord's name as an example of suffering and patience. See, we count as blessed those who have endured. You have heard of Job's endurance and have seen the outcome that the Lord brought about. The Lord is compassionate and merciful. He mentions Job here. And if you've read the book of Job, Job is the epitome of S hitting the fan. He loses his house. He loses his family. He loses everything he owns pretty much. Um, he gets boils and basically he's crying out for his own death. And God restores it all because he's faithful to him. He remains steadfast. Job's actually the oldest book in the entire Old Testament. It's a, it's a, it's the oldest book like ever written in the Bible. First one. Um, and it's about enduring trials and trusting in the Lord. And no matter what Satan throws our way, are we going to stay faithful to him? Um, you'll be counted as blessed if you endure. So may the Lord bless you with endurance. Um, may he bless us all with his presence even in the face of death, that we would be filled with his glory and understand the bigger picture, which helps understand what our inheritance is. Um, And never forget that the battle is already over.